The views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation. Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. Well, if you're one of the millions who own one of them gas-drinking, piston clanking, air-polluting, smoke-belching, four-wheeled buggies from Detroit City, then pay attention. I'm about to sing your song, son. Good morning, Southern Arizona, and the rest of you out there in cyberspace. Welcome to the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show right here on ESPNTucson.com, 1490 AM. I'm Jerry Simmons, your host, along with me, my co-host, Jim Mooney from Frontier Towing. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, everybody out there on cyberspace. Thanks for listening today. Remember, I'm on the radio, so that means super safe Saturday. Slow down, move over, no texting and driving, no drinking and driving. You're working on your car. Remember jack stands, hood props, uh, safety glasses, disconnect your batteries. Just a start. So that'll, that'll keep you a little bit out of trouble anyway, but be sure and wear your safety glasses. Uh, and if you're working on radiator hoses and stuff like that, make sure they are cold when you start to work on them so the pressure is out of the system uh, before you start uh, reaching in and grabbing that uh, one uh, upper radiator hose that looked like it'd eat a frog. And uh, <laughs> just be safe on that. <laughs> well, that's, that's uh, an unnerving I, I, feeling. That's an unnerving feeling. Yeah. You open the hood and you see that radiator hose and it looks like it's got a frog inside of it and you're going, oh, boy. That's really unnerving. <laughs> That's almost as spooky as a trailer tire that has a frog on the on the tread. Uh, a, that, that'll get your attention, one. too. <laughs> you know, uh, this week, speaking of trailer tires, I had something interesting happen. Uh, I have a couple of horse trailers, and uh, one's a 2016. Now, we've been talking about date codes on tires forever on this show and how critical they are. But they're so tiny, and people just overlook them. And, you know, they're going, well, you know, the tread looks good, you know, blah, 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 blah. This past week, I went down to, uh, I picked my trailer up, uh, and I've got a couple of spare tires. I've got one in the trailer, the 2016. I've got one in the 2012. Both of them are six lugs. So I thought, well, I've got two Tires completely destroyed on the right side of the one, uh, on the smaller trailer. And so I'll just go ahead and change them out. 
I'll take my little trick wind guns over there, torque guns, and I'll just buzz those things off and, you know, no problem whatsoever. People don't believe that. That is not that simple. Knowing how to change tires, knowing the problems that I'm probably going to wind up faced with, give it a new dimension. The tires, one, when I, I, would, I managed to get one rear tire off on the right side, and I pulled a spare out and changed it out. I thought, all right. That was after about a 15, 20-minute argument with the lug nuts that were torqued about eh, 150, 180, 190, somewhere around there. So I got those off. Now, then I tried getting the right front off. No, that right front is not coming off. So I had to reposition. I had to pick up the trailer, bring it over to the house, put it on the concrete, and then open my garage and start to work on this thing. One, the tire come apart, finished coming apart while I was driving over here, which was only a five-minute drive from where the trailer was. And it took off the trim on the fenders, of course. And knock on wood, I was driving slow enough to where it didn't beat the fenders off the trailer. And I backed it in the house, and I followed all the procedures, and I did everything you can do, and I got ready to break those lugs. I had three lugs I couldn't get off of the right front. And so I started reaching for breaker bars, and uh, then I'd put it on the tire. The tire was on the ground, and it would actually slide the tire because it's a torsion suspension and it doesn't allow the full weight of the trailer to go down on the ground on a torsion suspension. So you, you have it. Well, after marking up my concrete by that much torque trying to get these things broken off, I come up with a plan. I told myself, I said, self, and it's when I was sitting, stood back and was scratching my head going, how in the world? Am, and I've got another impact wrench. It's got 250 pounds, and it wouldn't bust them loose. So I'm sitting there fig- trying to figure this thing out because, one, I can't. the tire won't stay still so that I can get the stuff that I'm using to break it loose. And... So I went in, and keep this in mind, you guys that have these trailers with electric brakes. I went in. I started up my diesel. I took a chunk of wood, a pole of wood, and I put it on the brake pedal and wedged it into the front seat. Uh, be careful, because if you use too small of a pole, you're going to punch a hole in your seat. So I had a little bit of uh, a piece of wood that I put in there, so it distributed the pressure on it. And I locked that brake in, electronic brake in. And then I went back, and it held the tire. The brake itself held the tire. So then I used a 24-inch breaker bar and a 4-foot pipe to go over that son of a gun. Pulled it out the end and said, okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be – I was wearing safety glasses, and I said uh, – I'm gonna. This thing is gonna br- probably break loose, and when it does, I've I've got to prepare myself. I don't want my knuckles going into the concrete. And I started working on those three, and got them broken loose with a four foot 
pipe, a two-foot breaker bar, and impact sockets. And I got the thing off. Well, I reached and grabbed the other spare tire that I was going to put on the front, which is six lug, come off my other trailer, only to find out, to realize, I should say, they put three different lugs on these trailers. They put a 7 sixteenths lug, a half-inch lug, and a 5 eighths lug, depending on the weight of the trailer axles. Well, this was a smaller trailer, so I assumed it was going to be a 7 sixteenths lug because that's what my bigger trailer was, 7 sixteenths lug. I start to put, I pulled it off and I rolled it up there and I'm going, all right, now I'm, man, I am ready to go. No, I wasn't. It had seven sixteenths lug nut, lug holes on it and I'm working on a half inch lug with six lugs. My dump trailer has half inch lugs, but a five lug wheel. And I'm thinking, I can't believe this. So now I've got an open wheel with brakes. And I had to find spacers to put on the drum so that I could put the lug nuts back on the the drum to keep the drum in place while I limped this thing over to um, the tire company. And so I linked, I took it over to the tire company, drove it over there. Now you got to remember, I had the other side. Uh, I was going to discount tire over on uh, golf links. I live out off Old Spanish. And I have the other two tires that have the date codes expired. And the date code on it, by the way, was 2915. On the 29th week of 2015 is when they made this tire. This is 23. And so I sweat, and I drive really slow. I try to stay out of the traffic as much as possible to drive the eight miles to the tire shop. And when I got to the tire shop, the uh, the uh, Stacy down there was just as polite as he could possibly be. He come out and looked at the thing. Yeah, you got it. They're coming apart, huh? Yeah, no kidding. The tires to look at them look brand new except for the date code, and the tread come off, blew the tire on the right front. Uh, the one on the right rear, I don't know why it didn't blow, because it was just a disaster under there. And so I took it down there, and then we went through the order, you know, okay, yeah, we need tires. I need five tires, including the spare. I want all the tires changed on this, because all the date codes were the same. He gets ready, says, okay, Jerry, I need you to pull it around the side here. And I said, you have a driver's license here. You know where you want it, you put it there. And as he's driving away, I noticed the left rear, the one that we drove that I drove down on it, that was fine. I checked them before I went out on the road. It had a frog in the tire, so it was getting ready to come apart. So when we and by the way, Stacy was absolutely phenomenal at discount tire. I mean, he was he was as gracious. I've used them before, and they were right on the money. 
Uh, I got good service. Everybody was polite. It was really kind of quick service. And so when I rolled out of there with this trailer to go back home, I had five brand-new heavy-duty tires on there upgraded, which I found out that the tires that owned the little trailer were upgraded from the tires that were on the original, my bigger trailer that was a 2012 model, which I was kind of glad to see. But I upgraded the tires on my 2012 model to the big ones like we put on the little trailer. But I can't say enough about how polite and how courteous and the service was with Stacy down at, um, at Discount Tire. I was very pleased. And so when we tell you pay attention to that date code on the tire, I am not kidding you. I had six years of running on something that should only last about and 36 to 40 months based on it. Now, the tires that I upgraded to were Goodyear tires, and they said they should last six years with no problem, even with the Arizona sun. So we're going to find out. But I even bought the warranty that says they will last for six years or they get full replacement of those things just coming apart. So the trailers, the horse trailers, and your RV trailers and stuff set around your house all the time. They don't get that much rolling uh, on this one little trailer anyway. And when you just ignore them or you walk out and to the untrained eye or the trained eye, you look at your tires and you say, wow, these things are really holding up good. You know, I don't, we haven't put any tires on this thing since 2016 when we bought it. And man, they're really looking good. They looked absolutely perfect. I mean, the ones that were blown up laying in the bed of my truck, I could not believe. You just look at them and you go, how did this happen? Uh, Arizona, the sun absolutely eats them. And the sidewalls come apart. They disintegrated, actually, on the uh, right front, especially the flat one when I was driving it over to the house. It come apart. I expected it. But it didn't go down to the ground because of the torsion suspension. If it had had the leaf suspension on it, it had been dragging it. I'd have had to put probably six more lug nuts on it, drum, because it had been rolling. I'd have had to chain it up. That's what we used to do, chain them up so that they don't hit the ground. But this, people, I cannot stress enough about this date code on the side of those tires especially in the state of Arizona, especially on RVs. I have had my horse trailer that lost four tires. The cases come completely off in six and a half miles of driving. They were looked good when I backed out from the park. By the time I got the house, the rubber, the tread had done come off of all four tires, and I pulled it in there, and I look at the date code, and I said, this is three years. And that was on the more the less expensive trailer tires that they had on it when I first bought the trailer. And I'm just going, you know, you can look at them, and they look good too. So the trained eye is gives you a, a appearance that a tire is is really good, and it's it's not. So if you've got an RV, you look at that date code. If it's been sitting outside and you've got a date code on it, if that date code has expired, if you're running 
uh, and more, a less expensive tire on it, and you're up around 36 months, that tire is going to turn loose. It, it has done me twice on one trailer before I upgraded to the bigger tires. 30, 36 months, I mean, just like you were setting a clock by it. Those, those things come apart. And trust me, you've got one spare that has the same date code on it that the one's on the ground. Just because it's inside of a trailer does not mean it won't come apart. I found that out when I put air in the tire because my trailer tire were getting bad and I was going to the shop and I wanted to make sure my spare was good. I was sitting there putting air in this tire and all of a sudden I heard it start cracking. I was not overinflating the tire. The doggone cap on the tire that was never been on the ground sitting inside the trailer, inside the tack room, was coming apart right under my arm because I was leaning over the tire when I was putting the air in it because, hey, it's brand, this thing is brand new. I can put the air in it. I won't fully inflate it up to 60 pounds. I'll just put about 50 pounds in it for back up, and I'm good. No, it started coming apart at about 40 pounds. So when we say look at the date code, it's a little circle on the tire that has four numbers in it. Mine was 2915. The 29th week of 2015 was when this tire was made. So if you've got an RV, I highly recommend you look at the date on that thing. If you have to paint it on there with a white paint marker, put it on the outside so you can read it. Now, the other one is underinflated tires. If you run an uninflated uh, a tire that's way down on the pressure, the, uh, Michelin says any tire with low pressure is a junk tire. In other words, they don't like it. And I think I know why. Because when you've got steel belts on a tire and that thing goes underinflated, that thing is working like a little plastic toy that we used to get when we were kids. The more you wrinkle it, the more you bend it, then it starts breaking down. It starts breaking down the sidewall because you got metal on rubber. It starts breaking down the sidewall, starts breaking down the bottom. It's just mess. It's a mess. So check your tires. You guys that are going hunting and going to the mountains to ski and you're pulling your RVs and stuff like that, please check your tires, all the tires. And if you got two tires on one side, uh, you know, I'd like to recommend that you have two spares, but it's not always possible unless you load up the bed of your truck, your tow vehicle with tires, and that doesn't make a lot of sense. So get the good tires, make sure that they're not past the date code, make sure they're properly inflated, and if you're going to tow a load, go to the coal max setting on that tire when you get ready to roll, the factory has put it right on the side of the tire, what you're supposed to put it, uh, the cold max is. That's what you want to run it in. If you're towing with your tow vehicle, my tow vehicle is 80 pounds in the rear end, and that is a pickup. It has no weight in it. it you can count the gravel in the asphalt as you're driving down the road with that thing. However, you can back it down 
when you don't have that big load in it. And, of course, your tire pressure gauge is going to come on on the dash and tell them, you must inflate this to 80 PSI. There is a way to reprogram that. But it's just, if you're running a load, when you put that trailer on the back of that truck, you take that air pressure on the rear tires on that truck back up to cold max pressure. You'll be happy you did. Now, I got that from the rep, the sales supervisor out of Goodyear. So that is, and that's what I've done because I'm, I'm subject to load stuff. I mean, like anybody else, I load probably a little bit more than I should load, but I make sure that all my tires and my equipment will handle it. And I, I back down. Just because speed limit says 75 on a freeway and you're carrying about 2,000 pounds on a three-quarter ton, uh, you're pushing the envelope. So make sure that your tires are at least a 10-ply and make sure that they're cold. Cold tire pressure is up 80 pounds is what it sets on mine. With that, that is the best information I can possibly give you on tires this early on a Saturday morning. Jim, you got anything you want to add to that? Oh, sure. Uh, tires. <laughs> I, I've seen them, Jerry, just sit here in the yard and explode. Just absolutely explode. Sounds like a shotgun going off. So mm-hmm. tire, tire um, maintenance, tire inspection is critical. Um, not just the date codes, but the but cracks in the tire, uneven wear in the tire, punctures in the tire. Um, there's all kinds of things that make tires fail. You know, if if you hit that curb at 40, um, it your tire may look like it's okay, but it's bruised just like if you hit the curb. So there's a bruise yep. in there, and it doesn't fix itself. And and when when what I say, what I mean by bruising a tire is. The 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 plot the cords inside get stretched to a point that they break, and it's an impact bruise that weakens the tire. And, the, and as Jerry said, like with flat tires, the 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 rubber compresses and expands and compresses and expands until it breaks. Well, the bruise just makes the bruise expand uh, fail faster. Um, it's um, it get makes them get hotter and the heat destroys the tires so mm-hmm. any and all road conditions the potholes you hit a pothole oh, yeah. you think it's hard on your suspension think how hard it is on your tire because it's the one that takes the entire brunt of it remember that your tire has air in it and it, it acts as a shock absorber but it's not impervious yep. to damage so when right. you're when it's when it's going down the road Every little thing affects your tire. Even even poor road conditions have an adverse effect on tire condition, tire wear, because the way it scrubs the rubber, it it causes. According to this is now this is according to the Michelin guys because this is where I get my information. What it does is it, it puts undue load on the on the tread itself. Actual road conditions, poor road conditions, put undue load on the tread itself, and the, and the tread gets turned in a non-directional format, so to speak. So what happens is, is that causes a strain on the tire and the tread, which causes a, tra- a strain on the, on the belts inside. Causes heat, makes them wear. Makes them wear faster. 
makes them wear out faster. That's why when you drive on really bad roads, you see your tires wear down quickly. <clears throat> There's a, a formula, and I, I forget what it is, about the amount of you, – you, you have to think about this. I run my tires down the road, and they wear out. Well, where does that – where does it go? I, there was – my tires were three, 32, 30 seconds of an inch tall, and now they're two thirty seconds of an inch tall. It lost 28, 30 seconds. Where did that rubber go? Anybody ever think about that? Where does the rubber go? I mean, we're talking millions of tires. You don't see spare tires just laying on the ground. We don't see, we don't, it's not like dust bunnies. Where does the tire go? Well, it gets, it gets eaten up. It gets eaten up by the road. Actually chewed up and spit out and turned into a dust. You don't see it because it's so minute that you don't think about it. But it happens every single day of the week. That's why rough roads, when we complain about roads to our politicians, you know, and they don't think it's important. Well, it is really important because it has an actual uh, financial effect on your on your tire wear. So, yeah. Um, but um, as and that being said, rough roads make bad tires wear faster, and the, and they make tires that are marginal fail quicker. So, just like Jerry was talking about tires that have really old date codes. Well, you're driving down a, a, a bad road um, or a washboard road. That the, the oh, yeah. that, those those conditions make the tire just grenade. It goes apart, and you're sitting there thinking, "Well, it didn't look that bad. Uh, it is that bad." So, and also the um, the other thing we we you know we don't say this a lot because we don't think about it. Probably I don't think about it until until I have to do it. Is valve stems, valve stems, valve stem cores. You know they leak too. They're rubber. They they don't they don't seal properly. That's why it's important that they get changed. But on new tires mm-hmm. with tire pressure monitoring systems, they don't get changed. Why? Because the sensor's a hundred dollars. That's like an extra four hundred dollars for a set of tires. And it's and and you have to order them. And, you know, because there's like no. Is there one? No. There's seventy three different types that have to be programmed to your car with a machine. You know, so you got to take them off, glue them back on. Get them in the get them in the hole, and they still go through a hole in the rim, and eventually the the the, the valve stem leaks. It leaks through the through the stem. You won't see it, and it's almost impossible to detect until the leak is so bad that you that you can't keep your tire inflated. But it happens. And when they say, "Oh, well, we changed the valve," and some of them, I take it back. Some of them actually are on the tire, so you can actually replace the stem. But a lot of them are actually the, the monitor and the stem together. Well, at seventy to a hundred dollars a throw, plus getting them, plus taking them off, reinstalling them, and reprogramming, you know, you're all day at the tire shop because it just takes that long. Not because they're slow, because it just takes that long to do that whole procedure. So, um, when you're looking at your tires, look at your valve stem course. Look at the look at the tire. Uh, you know, look at the stems. You know, if you think if they look cracked, they're gonna leak. I've take, touched them, and I know Jerry's done the same thing. Go to put air in it, and you touch it, and it breaks off. <laughs> now you have a flat tire. <laughs> You're not fixing it, so you go to the tire shop because you got to dismount it. So, um, those are uh, those are my thoughts on that, Jerry. What do you think? I, I think that's right on the money. Uh, it's you know I wasn't going to spend this much time on tires this morning, but the more I thought about it, I thought no, you need to know this. 
You need to know what I run across, and I do check the tire pressures. I do watch this stuff. But everything on my trailer, I watch the date codes stuff. They get down there. The tires look like they're good, and I look at the date on them. That thing's got 36 months, so that means that they're come, going to come apart. It depends on where I go. But in search and rescue, I don't know where, when I'm going to be when I'm going to be uh, to have to go to Benson or down the one that, uh, to uh, Moscow or down those dirt roads and stuff like that. I have to make sure that the tires are good. We've had guys in search and rescue on their tire tra- on their uh, trailers blow a tire coming down Mount Lemon because of the tire was old and it had a leaf spring on it. We had to chain the tire up in order to get down because when he checked his spare tire, it didn't have any air. It didn't even register on the gauge. That's the reason we tell you to check your spare tires. You know, you need to check your pressures in your tires about once a month. Uh, There's a lot of construction going on around Tucson. Things fall off of construction trucks. You know, you can have a nail. You know, unfortunately, I remember over on uh, Sabino Canyon, a box of nails fell out of the back of a truck, and they had like eight or nine cars with flat tires within a half a mile, just nails everywhere. Things happen. But if you've got something that you can prevent, which is pay attention to the date codes, you spend 140 bucks for a tire. You spend another $25 to get the extended warranties on the things, and that is, and that's one tire times five. And so that's that's about all you can do. The only thing you can do is check the tire pressures. And if you're losing air, you check four tires and you got one that's down 20 pounds, and you got the others that are holding. Guess what? You've got a problem with that one tire. Pump it up, go to the tire shop, say, this one I have a problem with, and I want you to take a look at it and find out why the leak is there. It could be something like a valve core inside the stem, uh, could be leaking, uh, anything. But this is a uh, something that is a safety issue. It's a pain in the butt, especially if you get ready to change one and you can't change it. Because the tire spins when you're trying to break it loose with your cheater bars and your breaker bars. And how many of you carry a breaker bar and a cheater bar with you on these trailers? I do. I didn't used to. But, buddy, after having one of these things and finding out. And when you get in and you take it into a place like uh, down to Stacy at uh, uh, Discount Tire, I asked him, I said, what kind of torque do you put on these? He said, we use torque torque bars. I said, okay. And I said, this is a half inch. What should the torque be on this? He said, 100 to 110 pounds. And I said, okay. Well, I couldn't break it loose with a 250-pound torque gun. So they were on there. And when I use, I weigh 185 pounds with a two-foot breaker bar, and a four-foot four foot cheater pipe, and on the end of it, and it squeaked and squealed for a half a turn before it would ever release enough for me to get the little impact on it to finish taking it off. 
Then when they got it down there, I told them what I'd done. They said, well, we'll check the threads, and we may have chased some threads. I said, if you start looking and that lug is bad, I want it changed out. I don't want any surprises. I don't want any more surprises on this thing. So hopefully, uh, well, so far so good. And like I said, I was very pleased with Stacy down there. Uh, he just he took real good care of me, and I really appreciate that. So shout out to Stacy uh, down at Discount Tire on uh, Kolb and Golf Links. Uh, car tires, same thing. All of them have wear dates on it. It's a law. They have wear dates. Uh, they have wear dates. They have bill dates on them. You can figure on them about five years. You're pushing it at about five years. Hopefully, you're not running over some of the roads that we uh, drag a horse trailer through. And but the roads around Tucson, Arizona. I thought they were getting better. The new ones are better. But some of the old ones on some of the, the I, not really back streets, but just the streets. I mean, my gosh, I hit a, a pothole the other day, and I'm going to take my Odyssey in and have a front end realigned because I know something moved because now it's pulling a little bit to the right. And so I've got to take it in and have it uh, realigned. But the pothole... And then it's going to rain again this week. You're going to have waters that fill up these potholes. You won't even know that you're going to hit one, and you will hit it. So when you're going through these runs coming across the road, slow that son of a gun down, not because you're going to splash the guy coming next to you, because you don't know what's under the road. You don't know what's under that water stream going across. And if it's a pothole and you hit that thing at uh, 40 mile an hour, 45 mile an hour, got to remember, you got a, a vehicle that weighs close to anywhere from about 3,300 to about 4,500 pounds. And that's a, pretty much an average on the, R, the SUVs and stuff. And when you hit that, you can do a lot of damage in a short period of time. And the ones that used to tickle me to death, is the guys that uh, Jim mentioned washboard roads. If you live on a uh, dirt road and it's got washboard roads on it, and they say, oh, all you got to do is accelerate up, and it'll just kind of skip across it. Think about it. Do you have any idea how bad you're beating up your suspension? It is a mess. You're beating the tires, the shocks, the springs, and everything else that's holding them in place. You're beating them to death at that speed. It's just like a jackhammer. If you squeeze the trigger on a jackhammer and it goes chub, 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 you're not going to be able to do the break whatever you're trying to break. That thing's based on speed and shock. That's exactly what you've got on a washboard road. So if you live on a washboard road, you're going to have more suspension problems than the person that don't. Especially, if you, well, just you're going to have more suspension problems. And if you speed down that road because, oh, this is a lot smoother, I'll just speed down the road, uh, just remember, you still have that shock. You, your suspension system for your ride quality is sidewalls on the tire, shocks or struts, and springs, whatever springs you have, or it's coilovers or whatever. But that's the three things that control your ride quality 
and the tire pressure in the tires. But that's that's really all you got to worry about. I mean, you can beat the ball joints out of it too on these washboard roads. I mean, they will only take so much abuse. That's all I got to say about tires for the six o'clock hour. I want one last thing on your washboard roads. If, um, if uh, you ever, if anybody ever gets a chance, um, go check out a, a pickup truck that's worked in the mine. <laughs> they live their life on a washboard road. It's just not the tires and the suspensions wore out. The beds are falling off because they're just they're vibrated to death. The cabs and the doors yeah. won't close. They're just beat to the into an oblivion. So what Jerry's saying. Hey, it's hard on your vehicle. It's hard on your vehicle. <laughs> a, a mine truck, three or four years is about all you can get out of it. It might have six or seven thousand miles or fifteen thousand miles, <laughs> but it's so beat up you can't drive it anymore. And it's just the way it is, you know. And that's not like they drive yeah. them slow. So if, if you don't know what the, and if you don't know, I'm sure you could Google, you know mine trucks and see, you know, mine pickup trucks or damaged vehicles. I'm sure that there'd be all, there's thousands of, of pictures of, of vehicles that are just, you know, uh, vibrated to death. So, but yeah, really important. Check your tires. Well, ranch check your, trucks. Check your sidewalls. Ranch trucks. Ranch trucks, construction trucks, construction vehicles, all of them. Uh, the other thing on these guys that are going down the road that have these little cement mixers hanging on a little tray or running on a trailer with those tires, I've seen some tires that if they had a road inspection like they have in Carolina, they would make him change the tires before they'd let him move the trailer. I mean, I can't, but you go down the road, you see these warped wheels on these tires. The guys are running 55, 60 mile an hour. Man, you talking about giving them some room. I don't give them three seconds. I give them about a minute and a half in front of me. That's how afraid of that I am. I just had a guy pass me on Interstate 10. I was running 65 mile an hour, the speed limit. He passed me with a a single axle concrete mixer, and it was swaying on the back end, and the right rear tire, the rim was bent. If that wasn't a disaster waiting to happen... You know, and I guess they've got away with it. So, you know, well, it, it hadn't happened yet. You're, you're pushing the envelope there, partner. Uh, so, but check the tires. And normally if you have something like, uh, uh, tires on equipment, you don't, you don't pay as close attention to those because one, you're not running a hundred miles an hour or 50 mile an hour. You just put putting alone. Those things, the UVs don't give a crap, like Jim was saying. I've seen the trailer tire blow up in the trailer tire housing, the mounting on the front end of a dump trailer, sitting there with a cover on it, and then when you get ready to use it, you just pull the cover off. I've seen that tire blow up with a cover on it. So, hey... It's it's not what we think it is. It, ideally, it'd be nice because, I mean, who wants to go out and pay 150 160 bucks for a tire? Well, who wants to have a trailer roll over in the road because you didn't spend $160 to protect that $4,500 dump trailer? So, and, and plus the damage that you can ca- cause, like replacing the guardrails on I-10. 
you know, this stuff gets really, really, really expensive. And if you if you have a crash on the freeway, of course, you take it over to Spectrum Minor Road Auto Collision, and they will look at it. But if you want to hear some wild stories, go in and sit down and talk to one of these body shops when they get into these older vehicles that have not been taken care of, that have been on rough roads, that, uh, you know, hey, I bought it to work, and by golly, that's what it's going to do. Well, trucks are – we've been beating trucks up a long time. We have you, – you buy a one, uh, 150 or 250 or 350 Ford or Dodge or Chevy, and you take it out and just abuse the crap out of it on roads that the manufacturer didn't even – I mean, they know they're there, but they can't write in everything in an owner's manual. It gets down to experience in driving these things, how what you're going to be using it for, I love it when you go out and you buy a truck, it's a half ton, and you know that you're going to put a plumber's bed on it, and you're going to have all of this metal, all of these tools in the in the boxes on the back of this half-ton truck, and then you can't understand why you're burning the brakes out in about 10,000 miles on the front end of it because you've got all the weight on the back end, and then you can't understand why your leaf springs are gone uh, are shot on the back end of the truck in about 35,000 miles or 30,000 miles. And the truck, when you put it on a 12,000-pound rack on a half-ton truck, half-ton truck weighs about 5,500 pounds, and you put a plumbing truck, half-ton truck, on a 12,000-pound lift, and that lift starts grunting, you're way overloaded. That's when you back it off the 12,000 and you put it on a 28,000-pound drive-up. And then you can take it on up and work on it. But you better make a note to the guy that owns that truck. This truck is overloaded probably by about 5,000 pounds on a half-ton truck. With that box and the stuff that you've got in it, it is way overloaded. And it will fail. It will be dangerous when you get going down the road and you have an emergency stop. Your brakes are designed for a half-ton truck, not a uh, F550. So you're going to get in trouble. But if you run into that and you do crash, uh, just Spectre Minor Road Auto Collision, 520-744-4454. They're located 4425 West Steiner Road. Uh, just call them. They're right behind the Jiffy Lube and the car wash. And take that thing in, have it sent in to uh, uh, Javier over there or Echo, whoever wants to handle it, and they'll take care of it. They uh, were the number one collision center in 2018. I think it made it in 2019 in the state of Arizona. So they've got a good reputation. They're honest, and they can do a good job. So... That'll get you out of trouble on that one. All right, Jim. Now we've done we've done beat the tire situation up pretty good. Hopefully, people are paying attention this morning because we're, this is not a joke. Trust me, this is not a joke. And if you lose a tire and you have to drive it in, like Jerry had to drive that one trailer in for about uh, well, it was five minutes. I don't know. Well, it, no, actually, it turned in to be about ten minutes. Uh, the tire starts coming apart. There ain't nothing you're going to do about it because you can't get it off. All you can do is minimize the damage, 
Take your foot off the accelerator, turn your emergency blinkers on, and stay as close to the right-hand road, side of the road as you can. Turn your lights on on your vehicle, all the lights you've got to let people know that you have a issue. And they were very, very polite. This one guy actually come in behind me and turned his emergency blinkers on behind me and followed me to my turnoff. And he was driving a white Dodge. Whoever that was, thank you very much. Out on old Spanish. So people people will will help you block traffic if they know you have a problem, but you've got to let them know that you have a problem. Could I have torn the fenders off of that trailer? Oh yeah, I could have torn the fenders off that trailer at forty five mile an hour, and they are not cheap either, especially on a fiberglass hookup. So that's my little, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And it, this comes firsthand, firsthand because I have had tow vehicles all, I've been towing since I was seven years old. And I just, I've seen just about everything you can throw at me. Not near as much as Jim has seen. Not near as much. He goes and picks up the carnage out of the middle of the road. So. Pay attention. Not, Check that tire date. It's not, it's I've not told you it's in a little circle. Huh? It's not carnage. It's it's just inconvenience. That's all. When you roll that thing on the freeway, what do you call it? Well, yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's a little different. <laughs> you, when, the, and just, with, okay, so... so there, folks, I, I know we go all across this, and and, and, and I know the, some people out there listen and go, yeah, 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 whatever, I get it, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, until you have actually experienced a fifth-wheel travel trailer laid on its side, blown out, I mean over a quarter of a mile of a debris field, it looks like, you know, a bomb went off, and that thing is just spread everywhere, and there's... Your stuff is everywhere on the freeway or on the median or on the side of the road. It's just everywhere because those trailers do not survive. They just they just explode, and it takes right. hours to clean up the mess. When when you truly experience one of those, you go you immediately go, "Wow, I should have checked my tires." But then you'll never not check your tires again because it's I it's hard for me to explain. I mean, I do the best I can. Hard for me to explain the actual carnage that ensues when a trailer, especially a travel trailer, because they're designed to roll down the road, but they're not designed to lay on their side and drag down the road or roll over, you know, like a like a stunt car. They they're not designed to do that, and they don't. They don't do it. Even regular nope. cars roll over a thousand times better than they a travel trailer. A travel trailer just falls apart. It just it just disintegrates. Um, and when you see the guy, when you see the guy hauling, you see the road trains for the guys going down to Guatemala, and they got their Zuzu trucks or their Toyota pickup trucks, and they're stacked to the brim, you know, with everything. When those guys have a failure, it's all over the roadway. I know because I've been there, just like Jerry said. I've done it a hundred times or, or more. Um, so when we when we say this, it's not because we just want to hear ourselves talk. We're truly concerned that if you do this and it saves you from having this huge inconvenience or, you know, severe injury, it's important to us. It's really right. important. So we go out of our way to make sure you understand so that you can 
hopefully benefit from a little bit of our experience, or at least some of our stupidity, because I know we've done stupid things too, Jerry. So, um, well, that's, anyways, that's, <clears throat> that's how we get the experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that OJT on the job training. One thing about it, it it is you'll never forget on the job training. But it's also one of the most expensive trainings you can get. So, but we're just telling you this because it is, you know, this show is to try to keep you safe and try to get as much education crammed in that little computer of yours so that you at least think about it. Do I expect you to change a tire on a car? No, I really don't anymore. And a lot of you, you've got these cars, you've, you've had them, you've never had a flat tire. You've never had a flat tire. And it's just like when I told my brother when he got ready to go to Florida over Christmas, I said, you check your spare? Yeah, I'll check it before I leave. So what he does, he goes out, and I, I find this out after he had a flat tire in Florida. Uh, he checked his spare tire by pushing on the sidewall. He said, yeah, it feels good. That is not the way you check a tire. <laughs> you put a gauge on it and see what the PSI is on the inside. But he did have a flat tire in Florida. He got ready to use his spare. He pulled his spare. His spare was 30, 35 pounds light. And this is a 2021 car. So I said, well, maybe you were to have that spare tire fixed. He said, I did. And, um, but this is, this is a pretty conscious person, but he assumed since his car had less than 20,000 miles on it, that his spare tire would be in good shape only to find out that it wasn't. So, but the date, date on the sides were fine. He knows all of that stuff. He checks all of that because I talk to him on a regular basis and he has these little questions and I give him answers as long as he follows it. But he told me, he said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it about my spirit. I know you told me. I checked it. You can't check it with your finger. How much pressure can you, can you, ma- I can't do it. I don't know anybody else can take a finger and push on the side of a tire and say, yeah, it's up. It's up all the way. It's up exactly what the cold rating is. It's good to go. I don't know anybody that good unless you already put a gauge on it and know that it's up. Then you push it and see how it feels. But you'd have to do that about, what, 300 times a day before you could ever get that touch. And knowing that you're putting the same exact pressure on your finger to push that thing every time, I don't think so. Use a gauge. You're free. You can go buy uh, Discount Tire, and they have free gauges sitting there in a little container. I know my wife got two of them, and she already had one. I give her two or three, but, you know, you got to use them. If you don't use them, you lose them. And then she wanted to argue about the PSI and the tire. I said, the one thing about that Goodyear tire that I've got on there, you know where you go out and you look for the, you got to find out what the cold pressure is, and you're looking on the tire, and you can't read it because the numbers are so daggone little, and the sun's not in the right position. So you wet the end of your finger and rub across there so that you can make highlight the cold pressure. This thing has a cold pressure tire rating on the side of the tire <laughs> in about an inch and a half letters 
right on the side of the tire. It is stamped in there, 80 PSI. And I'm thinking, why in the world did they do that years ago? Because as we get older, our glasses, and then you, about the time you bend over so you can see, you got the top part of the glasses. You don't have the reader glasses on the bottom, so it's really a pain in the butt. So I was tickled to death. I would have given the extra money just to have that thing on the tire. But now the Goodyear tires that we bought and put on this horse trailer are right on the money. It's got the big numbers on the side because she wanted to argue about the tire pressures on the other when I checked her tires for, and they were 35 pounds. And I said, this is a 80-pound tire. And she said, uh, no, 60 pounds was that. It was an eight-ply. And I said, this is a 60. And she said, no, it's not. It's 35. I said, Diana, I'll bet you $100 to a donut. I've looked at more tires than you have. I know how to read the side of a tire. And she wanted to argue. So finally, I took a picture of it. And sent it to her. And then she said, oh, I made a mistake. I said, put that in writing. (laughs) (laughs) So what you see on a tire is probably not what you've got. Assume that it's not. And look at the tires. If you want to inspect the inside of a tire, when you park it, turn the wheel to the left. Get out. Turn the wheel to the side where the sun's at. Get out and look at the inside of the tread on them. Normally there's a little telltale story on a tire when they're dry rotted. They'll start cracking. When they're dry rotted, they're cracking. You do not take a long trip on them. You want to go to the corner store it's a mile away? Fine. You can, you can, you know, that's no big deal. Uh, you hope. But uh, save you money, go down and buy a new set of tires because that tire is getting ready to come apart. You don't know when you're going to have to go to Phoenix on an emergency or you have to take a road trip on an emergency or something like that. And the thing you don't want to have is four bad tires on the ground because it's almost like when one goes, the other think, oh, well, that blew out. It must be my turn. Had that happen on the 1968 Ford three-quarter ton. Blew three tires. And they were dry rotted, tires still look good. I said, man, I'm good to go. And I made a run up north. And I was I spent most of the time looking for a tire shop. I was carrying two spares in the bed of the truck. I had three flats with two spares. So that'll tell you. When I tell you that this is not we're, this this is coming from practical experience. I'm not lying. Since then, I don't do anything like that. I have learned the hard way. What you see is not necessarily what you've got. If you don't know what you're looking at on a tire, take it into your favorite garage like a Parker or Simmons or Automotive Specialist or your favorite tire shop. You know, if you've got a tire shop you've been using forever, you go in and say, hey, look at these tires and tell me what you think. And they'll get, well, you know, I've been in there and they say, well, you've got some more miles on. you probably got a couple thousand miles left on them. They're really? That's it? And, but they'll they'll shoot straight with you, and hopefully. And uh, so you should be good to go. All right, Jim, we're we're coming to the top of the hour. I've got a whole thing on 
EV drawbacks that was uh, picked up out of a Motors article. And uh, I'm going to cover that in the next hour. And it's just because, one, it's things that I have thought about since they've been making these things. And I know I have been reading, following uh, social media on people that have had problems with it, and everything is backing in to where did, and it all comes down to have you really done your homework when you get ready to buy these? And I'll also tell you why traveling on a road in an electric car, while your uh, mileage can go down as much, or your, your battery charge can go down as much as 50% of what's advertised on it. But I've got that coming up in the next hour. Well, you know, it's Jim, advertised. Any more? <laughs> Go ahead, man. Advertised. It's advertised. You know, advertising is is the is the the goal that's convinced you to buy something based on somebody's recommendation or or picture, but it doesn't always mean it works right. You know, well, you it's like mileage on a car. Like mileage on a car. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It advertises yeah, at 21 miles a gallon, but I but I have a, a 390 gear ratio, and I and I never take it out of first gear, so my mileage is two. So you know, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it all. <laughs> it's all relevant. It's all relevant. It's all relevant. It's like hey, I pull. I you know, it's like a boat. You know, a boat with the first gear at you know 5,000 RPM. It's not. It's not going to get very good mileage, but. No, like you pull in a mountain and you keep down downshifted to pick up the extra gearing so you move the load and you keep the RPM up. Yeah. And it's eating it's eating the fuel. So but we're going to uh we're going to equate that to electric vehicles in the next hour. I've got twenty questions, twenty brain brain joggers as you want to call it that uh, may help you select your next electric vehicle, or maybe you want to go to hybrid vehicle. But we're just going to cover electric and some of the difficulties that they've been out long enough now to where people are actually seeing what the difficulties are and the people who bought them and what what the issues are. Uh, the one article, uh, to give you a little teaser here, was a little place in Alaska outside of Juneau, Alaska, which is very popular for the little electric car, the Chevy Volt. Bolt. And uh, up to four years on a replacement battery for, uh, on an appointment at the dealership, four-year backup in order to get a 2020 battery replaced and a Bolt, Chevy Bolt. Uh, Bolt. So, wow. you know, I've got a whole lot of information that we can share, and it'll let you know what to look, what you're looking at if you get an electric car, and that way you, at least you won't go into it ignorant, meaning lack of knowledge. All right, we're up, uh, we finished this hour. Hopefully you've written down some of this stuff on these tires. If you just look at that that date code on the side of it. And if you don't know what it is, you pull it into your tire shop and you ask them, they'll know. And they'll check them for you. Don't be don't be too frugal here, you get in trouble. 
All right, we'll want to take a break right now. You're listening live to the Simmons Star Care Show on ESPN. We'll be right back after these messages. 